Good afternoon, this is Chanel Thompson, President and CEO of Brick by Brick Consulting NC. We are here having the Justice League's conversation today. Want to let you know that we're recording live from Panera, so the background noise you hear, we cannot control. This afternoon, I'm pleased to have Michelle Jordan and Trip Jeffers with us. I'm going to give them a minute to introduce themselves, and we're going to get right into the conversation. Michelle? Okay, well, I'm Michelle Jordan, and um, I'm a third grade teacher at Brunson Elementary. And I am one of the admins on the Winston-Salem Forsyth County um, advocacy page that we began in May prior to the march trying to get awareness of what was going on and getting people to actually come and march in May. All righty. And Tripp? Yes. Uh, my name is Tripp Jeffers. Uh, I teach history and philosophy at Parkland High School, and I am a former uh, president of the Forsyth County Association of Educators and most recently uh, have joined uh, Michelle and her other colleagues in helping to administer this uh, online advocacy group in Winston-Salem. Okay, so one of the things we were talking about before we went online, we talked about the number of people that are participating in this advocacy group. Um, how, speak to me a little bit about what it feels like to have 2,500 people together in one space talking about their concerns. And I mean, it's pretty heartening you know for me because I felt like that there hasn't been a lot of people didn't know what was going on and didn't really felt like they had a voice so this has made it to be where people can come and you know get information and vent about things that are going on or ask their concerns and I just feel like that everybody feels like that we're now a collective together and that's been really powerful to feel that we're all working together and moving towards something and that we all together have a voice. We might not have a voice singly but together collectively we can make some change. Right. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you all for the work that you're doing in our school system. I respect the work of educators and know that um, our future needs them. So aside of any income that's coming in, you all are making a difference in our next generation, and we certainly want to say thank you all for that. Thank Before you we, for thank you for lifting up the voices that need to be lifted. Yes. Well, it's our pleasure, brick by brick, to do that. One of the things that I wanted to talk about is Trip. If you can mm -hmm. take a minute and bring us up to speed, we started this conversation um, with the hashtag Just Ask. Right. Can you share with leaders? I mean, listeners who may just be joining us, kind of how we got to this point, and then we'll have some follow up conversation. Right. Uh, well, uh, right before we uh, planned an online campaign to raise awareness uh, about this issue of uh, teacher supplement pay in Forsyth County, uh, there had been a lot of scuttlebutt on social media and just sort of out in the community about uh, a meeting that had taken place with the county commissioners on May 8th in which uh, the superintendent and the chair of the school board had presented the uh, school system budget to the county commissioners and had been you know, freak, uh, frequently interrupted by the county commissioners, particularly Mr. Witherspoon and former superintendent Dr. Martin, uh, in asking the school system to ask for more money. Uh, now it's very difficult at a meeting like that, and we can get into this, uh, to just ask for more money right there on the spot, uh, but it seemed a little frustrating that to, to a lot in the community and online that that had taken place in May 10th, and we certainly didn't know about it, and there didn't seem to be any conversations about it. It came to my attention about three weeks ago or so, about a week or, or a week and a half before our online activity, uh, that there may have even been a video um, uh, the, that that had recorded that interaction. Uh, once I s once I saw the entire meeting, 
um, on the archives online for the county commissioners. I knew that this was clearly an issue and that it needed to be publicized. And by the time that uh, Michelle and Katie and I started talking to one another, there apparently had even been sort of a truncated version of the video, an edited portion of it available online. A couple of people had already even posted it. Someone had even posted it on the advocacy site. Uh, we then noticed that there were a few members of the school board who were a member of the advocacy site, and that's not unusual. They were kind of keeping their finger on the pulse of what was going on in, in public education. But it became clear to me that we needed to have a conversation separate from those school board members to plan how we were going to respond to the presence of this video and how we wanted to advocate for uh, a real plan to increase teacher supplements. And so we had a huge discussion about whether or not we would remove them from the site. Uh, and that took place over, over the course of a day. Uh, they were removed. Lots of people took part in that conversation. And I think most people were supportive. Once they were removed, um, I, I posted the main issue that was going on and then suggested that we follow up the next day with what's called a thunderclap, which is a, uh, a, a simultaneous uh, social media um, event where everyone or as many people as you can have post something at the exact same time so that it sort of magnifies its effect on social media. It sort of has a ripple effect. Uh, so we talked about what we would say. We talked about the issues surrounding the video uh, and then we decided to um, at, uh, decided to post it the following day. We thought about 5 o'clock and then we pushed it back to 2 because we wanted to get some some media attention uh, which we did. And, uh, and some of the other members on the site, I can't remember who it was, but someone else even suggested the hashtag Just Ask. And so we latched onto that and latched onto a couple of other hashtags such as uh, uh, Supplement Not Bonus and uh, uh, the Red for Ed that's been uh, going on since, uh, since earlier in the year and then all over the country in places like West Virginia, uh, Oklahoma and other places. Um, and it's, it's just kind of snowballed from there in, in a whole series of events. But that's where it started. And I think it's significant that the, uh, the thunderclap took place on September 16th, four months to the day after we marched, after we marched in, in uh, Raleigh with 30,000 of our fellow educators. And so I think Michelle agrees that we, this is the power of uh, uh, collective organizing and this is the power of amplifying your voice in the community. And uh, we had several more stages to the activity and we're happy to talk about it. Well, wow, that's a lot of information <laughs> and, um, you know, gives a lot of background. I think for me, one of the things when I saw the first first uh, video, my mm -hmm. reaction was, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Like, how many times did someone say, ask for money? Mm -hmm. And spending 15 years prior to doing this work with Brick by Brick and a nonprofit, I said, you never have funders say, what do you need? Like, right. tell me what you need so I can help you. Usually you present something and then they start scaling things back. But right. I have never been in a position where someone has just said, tell me what you need. And that was the thing that just kept standing out. Like, they keep saying the same thing over and over and over, over and over on the video. What is it we can do right. to help you? Just ask me. We can't tell you, but if you ask, we can get started. So I remember that being the initial um, reaction that I had. And then after that, a few days after that, the hashtag just ask me came out right, right. what do we want to say about that video michelle um well for me it was you know 
I, I like the fact that it came out because those that were not aware mm -hmm. of what was going on, now she sent it out to the entire school system. So those that were not aware of what had been going on were now like, wait a minute, why is Dr. Emery putting this out there? And what is this just ask me? And what is this just ask? So for us, it was kind of like, it was gratifying to have her post that because then everybody else was made aware. Um, you know, as far as the contents, you know, we addressed that at the board meeting, you know, uh, but I was just thrilled with the fact that the whole school system is now aware of what was going on. And so those that were not got on board with just ask. Right. right. I mean, the thunderclap, uh, we had about 75 posts. It's kind of hard to tell exactly how many, but about 75 that I could see and another 75 shares. And so we had at least 150 near simultaneous posts of the video. So you don't know how many people that reached. Uh, but let's say it reached a couple thousand, you know, some right. of whom were teachers and some of whom weren't. Uh, that, that video from the superintendent's office went out to 7,000 employees of Winston-Salem for Scythe County Schools and began with the hashtag we created the weekend before and so immediately drew attention to it. And I don't think the school system understands entirely how hashtags work because as soon as she said that, people would go click on a hashtag just ask or type it in and it took them to all of our posts and by creating the hashtag of their own just ask me we went and added that hashtag to every hours. single one of our posts so that if anybody clicked on it it took them to everything that we had said so i mean she really helped us do our job yes. right so she helped with the advocacy right 100%. right so on last wednesday last tuesday september right. the tw 25th we were at the board of education meeting mm -hmm. um my first reaction walking in was I walked in with a red jacket on just because I needed to be mm -hmm. professional, but walked in and saw all the teachers in red and said, right. wow, this is really a collective moment. And while there were other things on the agenda for the day, it became very apparent that this is the meat of the matter mm -hmm. at hand mm -hmm. and people are really here to speak out about that. What was you all's initial reaction when you when the gavel started at 6.30 um, with the national anthem and you looked around the room? Mm -hmm. Michelle, you got there before I did. Um, well, I was, you know, ready to get up there and speak our minds, mm -hmm. you know, so I was ready for the meeting to start going and for us to really let those voices be heard. You know, let the Board of Ed members and Dr. Emery hear from all of us that were sitting there that wanted to speak and, mm -hmm. and speak our points. Because even though there was this just ask me, I know no one had gotten a response. And I know from other people that were commenting, just ask me, well, we have. I mean, people talk about how Dr. Emery has a closed door policy because she doesn't want to open it up. If she lets one person come in and whine and complain, then everybody else is going to be. So there's been this feeling in the county that there isn't this policy of just ask me. So I think for me it was we're going to finally now be able to say what we need to say, and they're going to finally be able to hear our voices. Right. Um, I, I felt good about the uh, presence in the room, the numbers in the room. Uh, you know, we, we nearly filled that room. Uh, I certainly had hoped that we might flow over into adjacent rooms as we had before, but I can't tell you how many communications we received from uh, people. Uh, Michelle and Katie and I were all getting texts and Facebook messages and Twitter messages saying, I wish I could be there, but, you know, I'm working my second job right now. Or... Uh, 
where I'm at a, I have my curriculum night tonight on right. coaching. So people were watching it live while it was happening. So I was getting messages on trips, you know, I just saw his speech and it was great. You did great, you know, so even right. while it was happening live, my phone was blowing up while it was happening. Right, and I mean, you know, but it's certainly illustrative of, of what educators right. often have to do in order to just make ends meet. So many of them work uh, a second job and then turn around and spend that very money in the classrooms that are underfunded, buying paper and supplies and uh, sometimes even food and clothing for the kids that they teach. Right. So, um, you know, there was a lot of things going on in that room on Mm -hmm. um, Tuesday. One of the things that stood out to me was the questions that were being asked across the board that there were some conversations that obviously had not taken place. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I clearly remember is, you know, we're getting the, these are the things that we've been working on. You know, this didn't just show up the day of the meeting. Mm-hmm. We've been mm-hmm. working since last November. Right. You know, we start working on the mm-hmm. budget in November. But yet there were so many issues or answers that were left that they had no clarity about. Even sitting in front of us, you would have thought that they would show up best foot forward, ready to explain or defend Right. And it was clear that they had not been talking to each other. How did that come off to you all? Because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, this is absurd. This makes absolutely no sense. Right. That's what struck me the most, I think, is that the uh, uh, the school board members seem a little scattered. They all, they all were sharing different uh, points of view, uh, and they were disagreeing with each other, even getting a little, some of them irritated with one another. I think you're absolutely right. You know, if, if they truly had a plan, if they truly had been discussing this in, in meeting after meeting since February, then they would have been one voice in that room, and they were not. They were multiple voices talking to one another, and so they seem a little scattered and certainly on the defensive. Yes. Right. And I felt like, you know, that made my point, the fact that there was lack of communication and transparency. It was apparent by that conversation. It was just once again highlighted that they were sitting up there having those conversations and making those comments to each other and no one, wait, wait what happened? Wait, when did that happen? You know, that kind of a thing. And that just was one of our points. You know, the timeline, you've been dragging this out because you guys have not been communicating and talking. Right. And that timeline, even the timeline that they showed... We looked about it, we would make comments. He's like, all right, that one is 45 days, and then like another two months between this. (laughs) Right, I mean, the timeline was, well, we met in February, and then we met again in June, and then we met again in August. Like, you realize there are two months in between these meetings. I mean, if you asked me to come up with a plan like this, you would probably give me two months to complete it, and yet these so-called meetings were taking place with an enormous amount of time in between them. And I think that was one of the frustrating things. It wasn't convincing that they had truly been working on this diligently over the course of the last seven months. Right. So, listeners, if you're in, I want to remind you that we're having a conversation regarding the hashtag Just Ask following up the Board of Education meeting that took place on September the 25th of 2018, and I have Michelle Jordan and Tripp Jeffers here in this conversation with me. So, as we, um, one of the things that I remember you saying, Tripp, is mm-hmm. that if I, I believe it was you, it may have been someone else, but if it took me as long to right. do my job as it's taken you to come up with these things, I probably would not have a job. Right. Uh, one of the things I said in my uh, remarks to the school board was that if it had taken me seven months to come up with a lesson plan, you'd have probably fired me by now. And I know that this plan is a lot more complicated than a lesson plan, but we in the schools, uh, you know, there on a day-to-day basis have to do big plans, too. We have to do school improvement plans. We have to do a professional development plan, all co- those co- team plans 
plans that require lots of details and we don't get seven months to do it we get a short amount of time to do it and you know I basically said that if it had taken us that much time to do that then my school Parkland would probably uh, be taken over by the state or I would be on an action plan and ultimately in my remarks I told the school board members that we were there that night to put them whether they are Democrat or Republican on an action plan and that we expected action and a plan by election day not another seven months and so uh, so we were waiting to see what they were going to vote on and, and be prepared to talk about before the end of the meeting so as we speak about that um, at one point in the meeting there was one Board of Ed member mm -hmm. who said this is you all are being used as political pawns how did that feel to you because it felt very disrespectful oh, to yeah. me so I think the hmm. whole conversation felt disrespectful there was been a lots of conversation about that you know the people were upset that we were basically called out for not being civil and that we were you know yeah so there was there were pe people or that we were being partisan, partisan which is certainly which is not, not the true case at we all. not one of us have ever mentioned there has never been one of us that has brought up political party at all mm -hmm. you know we have pointed out like our two two of our biggest supporters on that board mm -hmm. one's republican one's democrat it's by it's a bipartisan issue you know so um, it, it made me angry. I yeah. was disrespected. The two of us looked at each other. <laughs> right. you know. And in preparation for this board meeting uh, and, and for this campaign, we started off with our two most supportive uh, board members, one Democrat, one uh, Republican, Elizabeth Motzinger and Lida Calvert-Hayes. And then I also met with two other Republican uh, board members. I met with Robert Barr and uh, Marilyn Parker. So I met with three Republicans and one Democrat, and they all seem to be on the same board that we need to, we need to be moving this faster along and the, the we, this could have been communicated better, and so the 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 suggestion that this was uh, you know political theater in some way uh, was just absurd. And that particular board member, uh, Mr. Singletary, I'll name him, uh, had even said that in emails in response yeah, to so uh, teachers who had sent him emails. And that was our second stage. You know, the the showing up to the board meeting was really our, our third. third stage. Mm -hmm. We had the thunderclap, which was the first stage. And then we the all second, emailed. Yeah, we second asked stage. everyone to email board members. Okay. Right. And so they received, I don't know how many. The I think the uh, Winston-Salem Journal is trying to look into exactly how many emails they received. But we're hoping that it was hundreds of emails they received. And mm -hmm. that's another pinpoint of pressure, you right. know. And then show up to the board meeting. And now we're preparing for, you know, what should come next okay so let's talk about that yeah. what, what are the next steps after that meeting on Tuesday well, uh, well I mean to start we're watchful to start with I mean we they say that they've got a committee that's forming uh, well we're waiting a few days waiting a week see what they do uh, there have been uh, there's been another article in the Winston-Salem Journal uh, my understanding is that there may be more I think there's an article in the uh, Chronicle that's coming out uh, we will respond with more emails with more uh, uh, social media presence um, and uh, Dr. Emery sent out a message the night before last I believe it was uh, that I thought was a pretty good message uh, in which she focused uh, she clarified some of the uh, complexities of the budget in a way that she had not in that video uh, and then she also talked about the sales tax uh, proposed sales tax increase just as she had mentioned in the meeting but she sent that out to all school employees and talked about uh, going to the county commissioners and asking that that quarter penny 
or a good portion of that quarter penny in addition to the new courthouse go to teacher supplements and investing in our schools and if she's truly willing to do that and the school board is supportive of that then I think we can help generate support and get people to show up to the county commissioners meeting but they moved the meetings from late in the afternoon to, to two o'clock in the afternoon so years yes. ago so I think she's trying to convince them to have a special meeting in the afternoon so that teachers can attend and you know, county commissioners are going to have to put their money where their mouth is. Right. If they say, ask me, and they say, hey, let me write you a check, tell me how much, then right. they've got to follow through. Right. And yeah. some of them are up for re-election as well. So if anybody's playing political games, then we're happy to uh, rip the curtain away. Yeah. And I mean, and I think that's, you know, was our response too. They kept saying, well, they, we've asked for money for this and they haven't responded. Or they're supposed to be paying us this, but they're only doing half. Right. And we're saying, but that's... That's where we come in again. Right. You guys do your job, and then we'll work together, board members and staff, right. and we'll all push the county commissioners. You said you were going to give the money. Now they've come to with the proposal, and you're saying no. So, you know, you guys are up for re-election too. So, you know, we'll put the foot, you know, feet to the fire wherever it needs to be in order to get this moving forward. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that frustrated me the most in Dr. Emery's video message was that. Uh, she said, "This is, you know, coming here and banging my fist on on the uh, uh, on the podium is not my style. Well, it shouldn't be her style. That's not the role of the superintendent. But I, let me tell you what, it is my style, right? And it is Michelle's style, mm -hmm. and it is the it's style, style. It's your right. style, mm -hmm. I know. And so, you know, if the, you don't need you don't need to bang your fist on the podium, but you've got fist bangers. We can go in and do that for you. And I think that's what the previous superintendent, Dr. Martin, understood when I was president of the association." Uh, because uh, he and I would work together, and he knew that he could say things behind the scenes that I couldn't, and he knew that I could uh, uh, galvanize the public in a way that he might not be able to, and we worked together in convincing the county commissioners to provide more funding for the schools, and if that's what we need to do again, then we will partner with Dr. Emery and any other uh, members of the community that support our uh, schools to try to get them the funds that they need and to get the compensation that will make Forsyth County more attractive to quality educators across the state. All right, so as we wrap up for the evening, um, and thank you all so much for Absolutely. joining no, us you. on a Friday afternoon after <laughs> we worked hard all week and worked late into the night, Tuesday night. Um, what can, can what can a community do to support our teachers in this effort? What What is it, if you had one thing that you can make an ask of those of us who are not in those classrooms every day, who maybe our children have already graduated, what is it that we can do to help move this forward? Contact them. I mean, I think that people need to realize that it doesn't just need to end Tuesday night. You mm -hmm. know, that they need to still be putting that pressure forward and saying, we're aware of what's going on. So where is this committee? Where are you on these steps? Have teachers been invited to it? So what is the plan going forward? Are you going to have something proposed by November? Like, what's going on? And, you know, we advocate and we stand behind our teachers, too. And we want our community to be you know, attractive to everybody. You know, our schools reflect what's going on in our economy and vice versa. I mean, those two are tied together. So if we want Winston-Salem and Forsyth County to be a great place to be, we also need to have great schools. Mm -hmm. And and the, the best four-letter word of all, vote. Yep. They have 100%. got to go to the polls and vote. And it's not just about this school board because we've got Democrats and Republicans on the school board that uh, that could absolutely be supportive and be friends of public education. Frankly, I don't think that school board issues should be a partisan issue. But we've also got a whole bunch of state legislative 
uh, positions on the board. And if our May 16th rally said anything, it's that a whole bunch of them need to be replaced Absolutely. in order to uh, truly fund public education and reverse some of the damage that they have done over the last uh, eight years. And so by all means, everybody needs to go out and vote and vote for pro-public education candidates, whether they are Democrat or Republican. Right. So, listeners, I want to thank you all again. This is Chanel Thompson. This has been the Justice Leagues Conversation, following up on the hashtag Just Ask and Just Ask Me. We are certainly happy to have had Michelle and Tripp here with us this afternoon. want to remind you that you have a choice. You can be an advocate or an ally, but mm -hmm. you cannot afford to be silent. Until next week, thank you so much.